Hello everyone, today we're finishing chapter number 17 in the Tanya, and we're talking about the concept that uh, the average Jew controls their heart. Mind by nature is created to control the heart, and when you could use your mind to think about what you need to think about, what, about God's greatness, then you could have a level of a love, intellectual love for God, and when you have that intellectual love for God, you could use that to propel you to do mitzvahs, at least with an intellectual love. And that's what it means. It's very near for every Jew in their mouth and their heart to do them. Action, and then speech, and even feeling. At least an intellectual love. Because everyone could use their mind as they want. And they could think about God's greatness and understand that it behooves me to fulfill God's commandments. Unless a person is a very wicked person, and as the rabbis say, when it comes to wicked people, their mind is not in control of their heart. Their, their, their heart is not in their possession. In other words, not under their control. And that's actually a, a punishment for their sins, their sins. And, it, and you might ask, oh, can that person also dominate their heart and, and love God? The Torah is not talking about those people, that even the, the, the wicked are considered dead even during their lifetime. So then you're going to say that a person can never, ever love God? The answer is no. It is impossible, though, for the wicked person to begin to serve God um, with the feeling of love of God without first doing tshuva, repenting for their past. What does that mean? Repenting means basically shattering the klipot that was created through their sins. Um, and that's, those klipot have become like a curtain of an iron wall between them and their Father in Heaven. How does one break the klipot? It's through having bitterness of the heart and soul over one's sins. As is a verse that says in Psalm number 51, that sacrifices to Almighty Elohim is a broken spirit and been a contrite heart. Basically, when you break your heart, you, you break the actual ego of the sitra, the klipot is broken. And that sacrifice is offered to the divine name of Elohim. Normally, when speaking of sacrifices, you use the name of God, yud and vav the higher name of God. Um, that's usually. But usually, there's no mention of a sacrifice to the divine name of Elohim. So, the Zohar asks, what is a sacrifice to that name? And the Zohar explains, basically, that sacrifice to Elohim is a broken spirit. And with that breaking of the spirit, through contriteness and bitterness of the heart over someone's sins, it breaks the Sitra Akhra, the, the Klipot. Um, and that's how uh, uh, the Russia, the wicked person, can bring the Shekhinah, um, basically return the spirit um, that went to the Klipot back to God. And then um, that, that's, that's basically, um, it restores the Shekhinah and then he could start participating in the journey of the spiritual achievement um, which is important is a prerequisite for self-control. So, so again, the concept is that the wicked person cannot begin serving God with love and fear before repenting for the sins. Altarev explains that that tshuva is the lower category of repentance, where there's two hays in in um, there's the the lower hay of God's name and the higher, and basically to raise the lower hay. Um, that fell into the klipot. Um, actually, we're not talking about God's name. We're talking about the word tshuva itself. Tashuvah, return of the hay, which is talking. 
First of all, in the name Tashuv Hey, return Hey, and that implies about God's name, the Yud and Hey Vav Hey, the lower Hey and the higher Hey. It's basically to bring back um, the the higher Tshuva returns the higher Hey, uh, that's after the Yud, and the lower Tshuva re- restores um, the lower Hey back to God, and that is. Uh, allows for a person to once to once again approach God with love and awe of God. Basically, the fall of the lower hay of the divine name into the klipot is the mystery of the exile of the divine presence, as sages have said. So when the Jews were exiled to Edom, the Shekhinah is exiled with them. What, is it? what does it mean spiritually? It basically refers to one who acts like Edom, the embodiment of evil. When, when a person sins, he, he degrades down to Edom, to the klipot of the divine spark, which vitalizes his own nefesh, ruach, and neshama um, with godly, holy life, the shechina is basically drawn into exile. And this constitutes exile, um, the divine spark, the giving life to his soul, clothed uh, in, the, in the animal soul of the klipa, situated in the left part of the heart. And as long as he remains wicked, the animal soul reigns over him and dominates his body, his small city. So the divine spark within the godly soul is in exile in the klipa of the animal soul. And the nefeshuach and the neshama, which is the three lower levels of the soul, are thus held in captive under exile. Basically, what is a captive person? Not only does he lack the freedom to act as he wishes, but also is forced to carry out the wishes of his captor. So the divine spark within the soul, um, although in exile, it's still not in captivity. merely has lost its ability to affect the person with the godly vitality. And when the heart of the wicked person is broken within him, thereby the spirit of uncleanliness and the sitra achra are broken, and the forces of evil are dispersed, and the lower hair of the divine name, the Shekhinah rises from its fall and stands uh, firm, as discussed elsewhere. Only when a person repents, thereby frees the Shekhinah from exile and allows the divine spark within him um, to affect his soul and body, then he may begin to serve God with love and fear. Uh, so indeed, it's very near for us to love and fear God uh, when we can have at least an intellectual emotion by means of the mind. This is only when the mind is under control, is under our control even if our heart is not. In other words, a tzaddik completely controls his heart. But when the, at least the mind is in our control, then it's possible. However, this does not apply to the rasha, who's a slave to the desires of the animal soul, and must repent before beginning to serve God with love and fear. So the point is that even if a person's a rasha and a person does sin, sins, a person could do tshuva and restore, um, break and, and have bitterness of one's sins and breaks the, the klipot and then once again returns the hate to, um, to God and once again could work with his mind to, to have an intellectual love of God and, and eventually, God willing, an emotional love And then may we experience the ultimate love of God with the coming of Mashiach immediately. Amen.